0: Welcome to The Thriving Equine Professional, the podcast to grow you. Are you wondering how to make connections to build your career in the equine industry? Not sure where to look for the support you'll need to land a dream job? Maybe you're feeling frustrated or stuck where you are. Hey, I'm Jodi. I was that girl with no clue how to navigate landing a great career in animal health, but I knew this is where I wanted to be. I look back and cannot believe the roles I've landed and the people I call friends. Inside this podcast, you will meet key connections, build your career confidence, and find the advice you may not know you need. So if you're ready to grow your career and thrive in a job that you are passionate about, you're in the right place. Get the ponies fed and fill those water buckets. It's time to grow, girl. Two quick reminders today, Thrivers. Before we get started, first, Next Gen Equine Vet Med. We want to see you in Texas, Kentucky, or West Virginia. So head on over to my website at www.jodyspeakslife.com to make sure you have all the information on Next Gen Equine Vet Med. Second. My 2024 speaking calendar is booking and I would love to work with you. So if you are interested in having me join you as a speaker, a trainer or a facilitator, then please reach out to me via LinkedIn or my website. You can find me on LinkedIn at Jody Lynch Findlay. With that, let's get on with the show. Happy Thursday, Thrivers, and more importantly, happy February. It is February 1st, and I am so excited about that because it is almost like a new year to me. I am not a January fan, so turning the calendar page to February is really exciting for me, and it gives me hope because I know that we are through the darkest depths of winter. And since this is my first winter back in Kentucky, after three winters in Florida, I am very much looking forward to more sunshine and warmer temperatures. And that is my greatest excitement about the month of February. So we are on the move towards better days of better seasons, spring and summer, which are my two favorites, summer being first, spring being second. And so with with that behind us, it is the first episode of the month. And so what I promised you all this this year in 2024 is that I am reading a book that is intended to grow and stretch and develop me one a month. And the January book was The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success by Dan Clark. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to talk a little bit about that really as it relates to my current journey and any of you who are part of Gen Z or have an influence and impact over Gen Z. I will remind you that Gen Z are those people born between 1997 and 2012. So really the strongest cohort entering the workforce today. And for those of you who don't know why I am in Kentucky for the first time after three winters in Florida is because I'm actually teaching an ag sales class at the University of Kentucky. So I have an incredible group of Gen Z students who I am in my fourth week of influencing. And so that's been a really strong stretch and growth and learning experience for me. And it's been fantastic to read the art of significance along with this journey into educating and influencing a group of Gen Zers who are all juniors and seniors and about to make the transition from student to professional. So, Um, A few things as I kind of recap the Art of Significance book and how I think it applies not only to me, but really to you. How does this apply to you and to us? And what do we do with information like this? So the Art of Significance is really initially comparing success and significance and differentiating between the two where it says the successful compare themselves against others and the significant compete only against themselves. So this stood out to me immediately because I talk so much about avoiding comparisonitis. We're all guilty of it, very likely, especially women, but really kind of comparing ourselves to others and judging ourselves for not being enough. So that was my, my first takeaway as we open this with the successful compare themselves against others while the significant compete only against themselves. So I challenge each of us to really soak that in and understand are we pursuing goals that are significant or are we pursuing success? So As we move through the book, the takeaway that was probably most impactful to me is knowing that the successful are quickly forgotten when they die and the significant leave a long-lasting legacy. Wow. I have really made a shift in my mindset, certainly over the last 12 to 24 months, as I pursue greater significance in a world that I want to be a part of and make an impact on and leave a legacy. And so understanding that I can focus on success, success, or I can focus on significance, And so as it talks about expanding our mind and understanding significance, that significance is an unending intellectual, emotional, and spiritual journey that leads in turn to real action in the world, in the world around us. Success, on the other hand, is simply a destination. Wow. So as I think about influencing and impacting and engaging with the young people in the world around us today this is hugely important to me and so one the the third law of significance of the 12 is to stretch and it calls us to be reminded that the greatest reward for our hard work is not what we get for it but is what we become by it. What we become by it. And I thought that was just an incredible thought because... In a world that we are really seeing the levels of burnout and conflict and turnover that we're seeing, it is our responsibility to stretch ourselves and understand that the reward is who we become and what we become by challenging ourselves through growth, learning, and development. So I want to challenge you first and foremost to think about how you are stretching yourself. How are we becoming more significant to the people and the community and the world around us? My stretch this month through January certainly was for the first time, stepping into a college classroom, not as a guest or a lecturer for, you know, just the day or to talk about my career journey, but to actually be developing a curriculum, choosing a book and engaging and educating a group of young people from the beginning to the end of a course. And so it it really has challenged me to stretch my thinking and stretch my learning. I'm learning so much really, you know, right alongside of this group of students and taking myself back to the basics of sales. When I began my journey 20 years ago, uh, as I made the student to professional transition into the field, and have since then enjoyed an incredible career. But honestly, along the way, there were many moments that I was pursuing success versus significance. And so as I share with these students in this ag sales class, I am challenging them hopefully to stretch not only academically, but to stretch as people to really look at the world around us and the opportunity that they have to learn and contribute and the opportunity that they have to set an example for a world that is telling them that they are entitled and they're not prepared and they're not ready that they need to step into professional roles And in order to do so, they are really going to have to stretch the skills and abilities that they currently have. So that's my January stretch. It was law of significance number three, the greatest reward for my hard work is not what I get for it, but what I become by it. So I challenge you to consider what you are working toward in order to become a greater version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And then law number five of significance, know the whole truth instead of believing what you think oh my goodness, we could talk about this as it relates to so many aspects of the world around us today. But what the takeaway is, is that hard-won wisdom frees us from our fears. Oh, hard-won wisdom frees us from our fears. My friends, we are in a world that is challenging us to Be a part of the hustle culture and to be quick to anger and quick to speak and slow to listen rather than being slow to speak and quick to listen. And this is challenging us to be a better listener. Know the whole truth instead of believing what we think. We are all arriving on the scene with preconceived notions. We are taking away information that is not always in context and not understanding the big picture because we are moving too quickly. And so when we say, oh, these Gen Zers and this next generation, they aren't prepared. They act entitled thinking they deserve privileges or special treatment. Well, where do we think they learned to act entitled and aren't prepared to be a part of the world today? They've learned that from the experiences they've had to date, and so if we are going to complain about it, we need also be part of the solution of helping them make a transition and better understand the skills that they need in order to make a transition from student to professional and through their early career. What is it that we expect as hiring managers and as leaders, mentors, champions, as we prepare the next generation to step into leadership roles? This is on us and helping them to understand the whole truth instead of believing simply what they think. We can open up a whole world of opportunities for them to learn and see and hear other perspectives and to see and hear experiences and opportunities that are going to grow them towards more complex thinking and critical thinking and problem solving and project management. These are the ways that we will start to understand that when we engage in hard-won wisdom, it frees us from our fears. Do you think that I was scared to walk into a classroom? Or, you know, really, I was probably more scared to be fully prepared to walk into a classroom where I was going to lead this group of young people for an entire semester. And so, the process of choosing a textbook, if I was even going to use one, I think the hard won wisdom for me was okay, I was certainly scared. How am I going to use this time that I have? With with these young people in order to properly educate because I'll be real honest. I believe that God put this opportunity in my lap to a say yes to when I was extremely unsure and B because I am openly critical of higher education and in today's world believe that they are not properly preparing our young people to make a transition from student to professional. So I think God said, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. So knowing the whole truth instead of believing what you think, my friends, hard won wisdom frees us from our fears. So really think about what that means in your life and in your role today and how we can significantly impact the people around us, whether that is a different generation, whether that's the people we work with every day, children or young people in our lives. Hard won wisdom frees us from our fears. Fears oftentimes are, I think, what makes us behave poorly. All right. And then law number seven, the law of significance to do right. To do right. And so here's the number one takeaway. It is never about who is right. It's what is right. Doing the right thing. We are in a place of argument and we are on social media and we are quick to judge. And you've heard me reference before, Judgmental Jody. Oftentimes I remind myself, Judgmental Jody needs to go away. And so understanding when we are able to decipher between arguing because we are arguing on behalf of being right, or are we here to do what is right? What is right in the world is not always what is just right. Bottom line, we know... The difference between right and wrong. So really considering doing what is right, I think is hugely important. And again, it comes back to having these conversations with young people who we're being told aren't prepared. They don't ask questions. They're not engaged in what we are doing. And in order to affect and change how young people, early career professionals are contributing, we have to teach them and mentor them and champion them and help them to understand what is right rather than focusing on one particular statement or issue that they want to be right as a person rather than do what is right. So I thought that one was really significant as well. And finally, you know, again, I'm just picking out some standouts through the book for me, but making covenants instead of commitments. This one was pretty new to me, and, and the author references covenants throughout the book, but it is said that a covenant relationship rests on a shared commitment to core values, ideas, issues, and goals. And again, this really resonated with me As I continue to facilitate group learning and development, I am just off of a trip to Chicago where I had a really great facilitation with a group of 10. So this group was ready to really dive into DISC and communication. And what I uh, spend time on is connection. So I am utilizing my, my DISC as a foundation and we are talking about communication, but we take it a little bit deeper and we talk specifically about connection. And so when I read that a covenant relationship rests on a shared commitment to core values, ideas, issues, and goals, to me, that is a true connection for a group of people that is working together day in and day out, who are obviously of different behavioral styles, different personalities, different genders, different generations, all of those things, that if we are to have a productive professional relationship, it is going to rest on a shared commitment to what are the core values of that organization. The core values of leadership is one thing, but when we are really truly connected as an organization and as a team on those core values, and then we are able to to take our connection to a greater depth and understand and value one another's ideas connect on any issues that we need to work through and address, and that we are aligned on our common goals. That is a true covenant relationship when you are spending that much time with the people that you work with. So again, really important, I believe, to understand our relationship goals as professionals, especially. So That is a little bit of a summary for me of my January read of The Art of Significance and why I think that is important as I embark on this journey of educating young people, Gen Z especially, and the organizations that are employing Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, and currently trying to attract top talent, and that is primarily Gen Z stepping into the existing workforce. And so I just thought that all of that was really timely in challenging myself and you to stretch and think about knowing the whole truth instead of just simply believing what we think because of the influence of the world around us. And to not think about who is right, but what is right, and really working towards a connection, a covenant relationship with the people we are spending our time with. Because we can certainly get caught up in uh, the challenge of The negativity around the generations and the negativity around words like entitlement and lack communication skills, deserving of privileges that we continue to hear more and more about. But I will say that for those of you that are... Gen Z, and you are stepping into the world of work, you are moving from student to professional, you are an early career professional that seeks to grow and develop, it is crucial and critical to understand that conversations like this and the soft skills that you are working to gain are a competitive advantage. They are completely critical and crucial They play a pivotal role in your success as you move through the working professional world. Your ability to have and to grow and to show communication skills, adaptability, collaboration with others, resilience in overcoming challenges. These are all key points that have to be part of your story as you move into the workforce and through the workforce. So I challenge you to consider your significance. What is your why? How are you stretching yourself to be a stronger, more competent individual that is willing to collaborate and connect and be a part of an organization or a team? How are you making decisions to do what is right rather than to be right? And how are you establishing covenants with the people that you work with and spend time with rather than simply showing up to the job that you are doing? So that was really kind of my takeaway for The Art of Significance in the month of January. And I, uh, I would challenge you uh, also to consider the books that you're reading and the information that you're taking in as we all strive to be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. So I hope That everyone had an amazing January, and you are as excited as I am to turn the calendar page today to February where I will be reading a book called Persuade. And this is a book that was given to me by a speaker that I've heard a couple of times. And I think that he's really fantastic. Jeff Cochran, and he is, this is a co-author book with Andre Lares and Jeff Cochran. But Jeff is a really cool speaker. And the book is named Persuade, the four-step process to influence people and decisions. So I'm excited to get started. I have not cracked that book open yet. So today is the day. And I would just ask that you all keep me in mind as I continue to uh, hopefully educate, engage, and impact the students in my ag sales class. And so today I will teach them a little later on this afternoon. And uh, that has been, again, my greatest challenge of January and also my greatest reward. And in addition to that, uh, as I mentioned, I'm doing more and more speaking and facilitating And this week was just really rewarding to be able to be with a team that is growing and working to be more significant in who they are to one another and the impact and the legacy that they are making on the world around them. So with that, Thrivers, I am wishing you an amazing day and an even better month of February. So we will be back here again Again, I will see you next Thursday. With that, have an amazing day. Cheers. Hey, Thriver. I hope this episode inspired and empowered you to keep growing. If so, I'd be so grateful if you hit that share button and send it to your tribe so they can thrive too. And while you're there, please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so everyone can find the show. I love to know what keeps you listening, especially if I'm at the barn with you. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Cheers, Jody.